Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Are You Kidding Me show. We're sitting here in Studio 84. I'm Matt, he's Super Dave. Super Dave Evans here, glad to be joining you again. Again, if you're joining us for the first time, we're just a couple of friends that like to talk about movies, TV, music, entertainment, and have a good time. Having a good time, exactly right. Nothing too serious right now. Sometimes we need a little lighthearted look and uh, people do like to be entertained. So this week, you know, uh, we're talking about some of the best TV spinoffs. Not the original show, but the spinoff. Yeah, what what defines a spinoff, Matt? We never really talked about this in, in pre-production, but what what? how do you determine what's a spinoff? If it's a direct character that was on the original program, mm-hmm. and it got its own its own series. Yeah, and it stays the same character, essentially, yes. and they develop it a little. Yeah, that's, yes. what, that's the way I look at it, too. I just didn't know if there's any different take on that, but I thought if a character shows up and just kind of steals a scene or steals an episode, and someone says, hey, I think we could do something with that, next thing you know, you're rolling out a spinoff, or you might be. And, of course, the safety of, okay, so now I've got this this spinoff and I need ratings, you can always bring in the original character. Yeah, and and basically your hopes would be, if, if you're an actor and you get on the show, and, uh, of course, the first thing you hope is that you can become a reoccurring you know, a participant on a, on a successful show. But if you get on one time... Then all of a sudden you become a reoccurring character. The next thing you know, you could launch that into another show and be that character. Absolutely. And of course, you know, having your own show, that's that. Especially you think there'll be any spinoffs to the Are You Kidding Me show podcast? I mean, one of us could spin off or we could have a guest on and they could get their own thing. Absolutely. They could bury us in the ratings. Absolutely. We, we could so. turn around, you know, have the Are You Nuts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually I'm working on another project that was another friend of mine, Matt. It's uh, Are You Not Kidding Me? That's <laughs> Are you not kidding me, show a podcast? So I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it off because I think we're probably going to have some of the same. Well, there's a lot of spinoffs, my friend. Yes, <laughs> so, sir. Uh, but there's a good chance these will overlap. Okay, now this is so funny. I, I always go back to my childhood shows and things I've enjoyed so much. Uh, this has just got to be one of the most successful uh, spinoffs based on the seasons that the spinoff lasted, but. I'm going to throw this out. This, you know, I have to put my uh, man card in check. Facts of Life. Facts Boom. of Life. Yes. Are you there? Yes, no. I am there. This is a spinoff from what? This is a spinoff from Different Strokes. Different Strokes, which I love that show. Different unfortunate, Strokes. unfortunate, unfortunate uh, show. I mean, very good show. Uh, really enjoyed the show. Love, love the whole theme, the story. Different Strokes or Facts of Life or both? <laughs> well, actually both, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, different strokes, just such tragedy to the, each of those actors and yeah. the success that they had. Uh, Facts of Life, not the same. Um, yeah, that's true. Didn't hear nearly the, the tragedy. And I, I'm just going to throw this out there because, again, we've talked about this in the past. Huge, huge crush on Nancy McKeon. Oh, yeah. I kind of got a I kind of got a crush list on this one, too. That's and then like... as they grew older, I, a huge crush on Tootie. Um, oh, Kim Fields. Yeah, yeah loved, loved Kim Fields, but then Lisa Welchel. How about Cloris Leachman? Any crush on no, Cloris? Okay, no, all right, no, we'll no, go no, there in a minute. No, okay, no, just no, checking early in the no, episode. No, but I was, a, I was a Mrs. Garrett fan. I okay, didn't well, like that, the Cloris Leachman. That was, my, that was my question. Okay, who, if, if you ask the trivia question, you ask people on the street, you know, this random question before they, you know, mace you or, or put the pepper spray in your eyes or something. You ask the, the average person on the street... Who was the housekeeper from different uh, different strokes, and what are they going to say? Uh, for me, it's Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, it's Mrs. Garrett, and and the funny thing is that uh, if I if I looked at that right, that show was on for eight seasons, 
And Mrs. Garrett left after the first season. Yes, sir. That just goes to show you how she stole that show away and she started her own thing. So how cool is that? You're, what, what I found out and I did not realize, and, and I learned a little bit about how spinoffs work on this, that uh, the pilot for Facts of Life aired as the last show of the first season of Different Strokes. Mm. So by the time the first season was over... They were already doing a pilot for a new show with Mrs. Garrett doing her own thing. They weren't booting her off. They thought, you know what? We have a successful show. We can have two successful shows. Mm-hmm. We got so much talent going on here. Mm-hmm. So how cool is that? By the end of the first season, you're already launching to a potentially another show. And then the pilot, we, as we know, was successful. And somewhat groundbreaking in that they had Jerry Jewell, who was the cousin of uh, yes. Blair. And yeah. she had... Um, was it cerebral Cere- palsy? Cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah, she was in yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And you didn't see that on TV no, at that time. No. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Molly Ringwald was on early, early Yeah, episodes. she played Molly Parker. She was only on for a season. Here's here's some people that were in this. Uh, Charlotte Ray played uh, Edna Garrett. You know, on, and now this is on obviously on uh, Different Strokes and on Facts of Life. But uh, that ran for nine uh, seasons. And what's really cool, there was nine seasons of that. There was only eight seasons of Different Strokes, which mm. eight is still an accomplishment. Yeah. But the spinoff outlived the original show by a season. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Weltel, as you mentioned, was Blair. You know, uh, Nancy McKeon was Joe. Uh, Mindy Kahn was Natalie Green. Mindy, you know, I don't know that Mindy Kahn went on and did a whole lot of other things. She probably did. But, man, that's I definitely see her as Natalie. Natalie and, and Tootie were good friends, who you mentioned was uh, Kim Fields. Cloris Leachman would later come on as, I think she was supposed to be uh, Mrs. Garrett's sister, but she would go in and take that role yep. and essentially kill the whole series by herself. It's kind of the way I saw that, but it just, I don't know. The, season, the series was kind of dying by then. And also, if you'll remember, there were some seasons that had George Clooney. Yep. George Clooney was in it, who also, at about the same time, would have been on Roseanne. You know, he played a character in Roseanne mm-hmm. also at the same time. And uh, Molly Parker was played by Molly Ringwald, uh, which would go on to do, you know, tons of uh, John Hughes stuff and, and uh, uh, different things in the 80s. Uh, and then there was, uh, these these are, uh, these uh, actresses are a little less known, but remember the character Pippa and the uh, Sue Ann Weaver, who was Blair's kind of arch enemy. You know, I remember them more by the character's name than the actress, so... You know, I thought that was a great show. It was based in uh, Eastland School. And as much as I liked uh, Different Strokes, Facts of Life was even better. Yeah, absolutely. And just a couple of little-known facts. Uh, Eve Plum, who was Jan in the Brady Bunch, oh, appeared on a couple of episodes. I did not know that. That's and I'll have to watch one that. of my major 80 crushes, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Remind me. Put Boots that... St. Clair. Okay, okay. Boots St. Clair. But Jamie Gertz, to me, uh, yeah, big-time crush. Again, that may be why I like the show. It had all these teenage girls. I'm a, I'm a teenage guy, and, and you know, just it, it makes perfect sense. But if you'll notice, what was funny, they started off in this in this uh, house at the school, and and uh, Mrs. Garrett is like the not the housekeeper anymore, she's like the house mother. And there's there's 20 girls in this thing, yeah. and, and they all have they all say two lines per episode. Well, then they just basically start narrowing it down. They write people off. They they leave the. Uh, Less, uh, however, they do the testing on some of these shows and stuff like that. They write a few of these characters out and put them where they go. And then by the time it's all over with, it's this essential group: Tootie, uh, Tootie, and Blair is is still there. Uh, Natalie is still there. You know, they, they it, the group gets smaller and smaller. You know, mm-hmm. Joe is still. There. Essentially, it's about it's basically four girls and her. Yep. So you know, uh, they do everything from run a store to move and do all these different 
things, and then finally Mrs. Garrett, as Charlotte Ray leaves the show. But, Basically, you, know, you take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and there <laughs> you yeah, have. There you have. What's left all. was uh, they they filtered through a few people and uh, made a pretty decent show. One of my favorite all time uh, uh, spinoffs. All right, what else do you got? Okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, there's a couple of ways I want to go, but uh, I think I'm gonna go with one that took me by surprise, complete surprise. Happy Days was actually a spinoff. Okay, like, wait, wait. Let me think. It wasn't. Was was Happy Days a clip in? Um, let me think. It's the Love America style. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I grew up watching reruns of Love America style and couldn't figure out what was going on. But every once in a while, something happened that was just hilarious. <laughs> so that was that was part of that. Wasn't it? I, you know, it, I, it took me a long time to sit there and come to grips with that because. I think of Happy Days as having spun off other shows, and we won't get into that yet because I'm sure you've got a list as well. Well, and Happy Days looks like uh, American Graffiti. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where I always associate yep. it to. But, uh, again, uh, Happy Days was an, uh, just a, well, it was my childhood. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up watching Happy Days. Love Happy Days. I had a Fonz t-shirt. I mean, I, I just, had the Fonz doll, you know. Yeah. Come on. We yeah, talked Fonz about that Fonz actually Lunchbox. in a previous episode. Yeah. Had the Fonz lunchbox. Yeah. You know, um, every kid wanted to be the Fonz. Uh, again, not every spinoff that came out of Happy Days made the best list. I can tell you that now. I've got one on a worst list, which is, should be another I episode. could probably guess that, but go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I won't even play the theme song for you. But anyway... Um, just uh, again. Um, so what was that? What was that worst one? And maybe we will visit. Joni Love Child. That's what I assumed yeah. you were going with yeah. that. Uh, but you know, the sad thing is, I think Joni really did love Chachi. That's the bad. Well, she <laughs> did write a heartbreaking book. Story. And that's a heartbreaking story. So, but yeah, maybe maybe in the future we'll do a, a worst spinoff, and uh, that'd be a good time for our listeners to give us some feedback. If you want to hear us talk about some of the worst spinoffs, let us know because uh, there have been some terrible ones. But, I yeah, I mean Pat Morita as as as. Uh, uh, Arnold. Arnold. Oh my gosh! And so, so going back to where this originated was Henry Winkler and uh, Ron Howard on Love American. Uh, I think Ron Howard was okay, and then they brought in Henry Winkler when they did the pilot. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because again, we talked about this too. Originally, the show wasn't focused on the Fonz whatsoever. That's true. That's true. Um, it was just a, a... That character took off, and all of a sudden... That's how they wound up writing out the older brother Chuck, I believe. The Chuck that... Yeah. The Chuckster who lived upstairs, which became uh, Fonzie's apartment, I think, later on. Basketball player, but that's that's Richie's older brother, and they ride him out. I don't know after what season, but they ride him yeah. out because Fonzie all of a sudden is still on the show. They need more time with Fonzie. That's essentially why they move him in with the with the uh, Cunninghams. And then when they do all the shows later on, they talk about how wonderful their family is and family photos, and they do all the reunion shows and all that. Well, Chuck's gone. It's like he never happened. So, so Chuck, Chuck fell into the twilight zone of TV. The uh, the uh, or the Bermuda Triangle. The yeah. the actual never to be heard from. Chuck, if you're out there, let someone know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call us, but let someone know. Uh, I'm going to combine two of mine together, and it's because the launch of Happy Days did launch two of my favorite shows, and you probably know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take a guess if even one of them. You may have both of them. Nanny, love, nanny. Yeah, love both these shows. Again, it seems like every podcast I'm mentioning uh, Robin Williams. I guess I didn't even realize how big a Robin Williams fan I was and how much he influenced me uh, personally. Not not that I uh, see myself as a comedian, or, or uh, but, but how much uh, he brought to me in entertainment stuff. But uh, Mork and Mindy is definitely a spinoff from... Robin Williams' character Mork, 
who oddly enough shows up in the 1950s and, and has some interaction with uh, Richie and the Fonz. Uh, uh, that, that ran from 78 to 82, so I'd consider that a successful spinoff. And again, launched Robin Williams to huge movie career. So uh, were you a fan of the show? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how could you not like Mork and Mindy? Um, again, Pam Dauber. Yeah. Oh, I, I had a crush on Pam Dauber. Yeah, I had a lot of crush. Pam Dauber was very cute. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, they were in Colorado, so it was long before that they long before they had uh, legal marijuana. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little less liberal Colorado, but they were, but they did have uh, illegal alien more, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so, so they were they were kind of breaking some ground there. Yeah, and again, you know, Robin Williams. I mean, how they were able to contain him. In, in, you know, in a series. Yeah. He, oh, okay, so you're, you're right. How, how do you contain Robin Williams? But here's what you do. You talk about throwing uh, gas on a fire. Well, here's what you do. Robin Williams is hard to contain. Then you add Jonathan Winters to the cast. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Whose great idea was that? Because on paper, that sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, I mean, the director must have been pulling his hair out. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the other th- person that was on that show that... A lot of people don't realize that Tom Poston was a huge comic yes, genius. I mean, yes, he great comedic actor, awesome. Later on, uh, Newhart, you know, and then uh, Jay Thomas is Jay Thomas. Tell me the role he played. And I'll tell you if that's he, who I'm thinking. He of. was Remo. Remo. Remo was in uh, was in the pizza shop. If I'm not oh, mistaken, oh okay, yes, he was the Carmine Ragusa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Big Ragu, which the I'll be talking ragu. about in a minute. Oh, so I hate to just uh, lay that out there, but we are going there in a minute. So I thought you were going to say, and I should have looked up this guy's name because I can't even remember the character's name. What was the other guy that actually wasn't an alien? Who thought he was an alien? What was that guy? That, oh, my gosh. Now that you say that. That guy was hilarious, and I couldn't even remember uh, who played that role, but he would come in, he would wear the cloak, and he would he would just stop, and, and you know, Robin Williams is going crazy, and he'd be like, stop. Listen, and he would just have this moment of silence and these great bug eyes and stuff. But uh, I don't even remember that guy's name, but he, he looks a little like Leonard Nimoy if Leonard Nimoy was doing uh, a comedic role, you know. But, really? Yeah, I cannot remember the name of that, but it just, they had these, uh, they lived in a, an apartment essentially, and there was, uh, well, I don't know if it was an apartment or a house, but other people lived in it. So I think it was a rental, I think it was a house, but there was other quads in it or something like that. It was divided up in like duplexes. And stuff. So they had interesting characters that came along, and I think her dad owned a, a music store and all that. Really, the storyline wasn't that great, and the, you know, the other characters, supporting characters, not always that great. I just tuned in and watched Robin Williams cut up and just go through these spiels that were hilarious. Yeah. Know? I mean, and then, of course, yeah, to have John and Jonathan Winters to play off of. Oh, I mean, yeah. Was, and, and remember the role that Jonathan Williams played. He was their baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, some people, some people might be hearing that and say, "Okay, that's ridiculous." Yeah, 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 it was. But uh, that somehow you would not see that uh, really coming out of Happy Days. Yeah, and actually, some of the weirder episodes of uh, Happy Days is when when Robin Williams is on there. So that was one of mine. It was a spinoff from Happy Days. The other we touched on, which you probably know. Uh, where I'm going, that had the big ragu on there. Slamil Slamazel. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley ran from 76 to 83. 
had a long, good run. Oh, absolutely. Uh, man, it was just... Now, their characters on Happy Days were very different than the characters they played later on, but they were the same people. But yeah. That, that characters... Uh, Definitely got refined. For yeah, the they weren't nearly yeah. as rough around the edges as the characters that you saw. And they weren't they weren't exactly, you know, uh, smooth on Laverne and Shirley, but they were a little bit different. If you watch some of the early episodes, they, they, they uh, advanced a little bit. Penny Marshall, who has a great, you know, background and, and still very, very involved in... in uh, Film and TV shows, and then Cindy Williams as uh, Shirley. So you had Laverne and Shirley, and and basically it was kind of a late seventies, early eighties slapstick kind of thing. They got into so much physical uh, comedy that was uh, that was great. Well, so fan of the show, big fan of the show, uh, huge fan of Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy. I mean, hello. <laughs> We um, all knew Lenny. See, that's the funny fact. We were talking about Happy Days. We all wanted to be the Fonz, and we had too much Lenny and Squiggy in it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They wanted to be the Fonz. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you know, you talked about the big ragdo, of course. Um, yeah, I mean. Professional dancer. <laughs> yep. Um, again, uh, the the... The, the last name Feeney. I mean, golly. Yeah. I mean, how do you... How, <laughs> Laverne DeFazio, obviously, you know. DeFazio. I mean, that's that's a classic name, but Shirley Feeney. Um, they were just... Basically, they were our generation, if you will, Lucy and Ethel. Yeah, that's very, uh, very good comparison. I mean, the slapstick and the physical yeah. comedy. And again, if you think about it, um, what Penny Marshall has gone on to do is mostly direct and produce. Really accomplished. She really doesn't act much anymore at no. all. Um, you know, for her to have such an iconic role, um, Shirley Williams, you really haven't seen much of her in anything else either. Cindy Williams. You're, Cindy Williams, yeah, sorry. Because that's how I see them, as Laverne and Shirley. I'm right with you. I, sometimes I, I confuse Cindy Williams uh, with, uh, believe it or not, they don't even look in that light. But I've, I've interchanged that with uh, Shelley Duvall. And they don't even look like <laughs> Really? Because I was going to go I was going to go with Janet. From, yeah, and from I've done the same company. thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and no, no insult to anybody, but I, but I get that same thing sometimes in my mind. But Cindy Williams, I don't know what all she went on to do, but it wasn't, this was her, this was her main role. Oh, absolutely. But Penny Marshall went on to do a ton of stuff. I was thinking that it's cool that Laverne and Shirley... You know, they were set in the same time period as Happy Days. They were those characters yeah. from the 50s. And occasionally, the Fonz would be on there. Richie was on Laverne and Shirley, you know, different different times. So they crossed over, and they helped boost each other's ratings and cool things like that. But here they were already, in, and they, this show launched in 76, so Happy Days already been on for a while. By the time the 70s rolled around, we were already making movies and TVs about the 50s. Mm-hmm. And that is really cool because it tells you the magic of that time period. People mm-hmm. were already reflecting back to see the 50s were a pretty cool time and appreciated in the 70s. Usually it takes a little bit longer than that, but how cool was that? So that was two of my shows right there was uh, uh, Mork and Mindy spinoff from Happy Days, uh, Laverne and Shirley spun off from Happy Days. One of yours was Happy Days, and Happy Days spun off from Love, Love American, American Style. Style. So uh, Love American Style literally goes to Happy Days, goes to Mork and Manny, Laverne and Shirley. So, man, shout out to those guys. Absolutely. And, and we need to look in to see what other uh, Again, that came was Gary, that was Gary Marshall. Was, On, was Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, I want to say he was involved with Mork and Mindy as well, so... Yeah, he definitely had it. He was kind of like that generation, or that year's, uh, like Aaron Spelling had a, a run and, and things well, like that. You know. so next on my list is Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Norman Lear. So coming from All in the Family, you have three separate spinoffs. You may hit one of mine. Okay, so 
I'm going to go, I'm going to lay off of, I'm going to, well, I'm going to lay well, let's, off. Let's tell the folks one thing, that we will be probably doing an episode just on Norman Lear. Oh, oh without a doubt. And Norman Lear, if you're out there, man, give Norman us a Norman Lear, yeah. you know, hats off. But anyway, so, what's your show? So, um, from All in the Family, and this is, you're going to have to give me a second. All in the Family, you have the Jeffersons. Oh, man. We can't even stop on that because that's such a great show. And then Maud. Yes. Spun off of All in the Family. And then what spun off of Maud was Good Times. Is that your show? Because that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good Times. Because I'm not a Maud fan. I wasn't a Maud fan. Maud's a little dry yep. for me. And at that time, it was I was not the target audience, as they no. say. And, and never did really... It's an it's it's good for what it is, but not my favorite. Case, yeah. yeah, it's not my favorite. So no, for no me, disrespect to for me, the Jeffersons and Good Times were my two one two of my uh, favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. So, but mostly Good Times. I mean, so, are you kind of combining both of those as your spinoffs off of you know, or which one is your is your focus? My you focus would have to be Good Times. Good Times, man. That it's funny. I had that on my list too with all the spinoffs. I love Good Times. Um, Really, what what Florida Evans? This was the the Evans family. Florida Evans was the maid from Maud. Yeah. And so, uh, in in the early episodes of uh, uh, Good Times, she's still a cleaning lady. She still is a maid, and she then later on becomes a little more accomplished. Mm-hmm. She becomes a bus driver, and basically, she's doing jobs that are not really underneath her, but she develops more skills and and is given more opportunity and does mm-hmm. things with it. And and. What's the irony, for people maybe not familiar with the show or as familiar with, what's the irony in the show being called Good Times, Matt? I mean, you know. That these were good times for them. I mean, for, in, in that sense, because the family was together, that yeah. was the main. But they weren't good times, like, economically. No, or, that, no. You know, they were living in the projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they had a lot of struggles. They had, yeah. I mean, they, they faced real issues. I mean... Uh, crime in the, the, in the building. The, the dad, uh, uh, which was John Amos, you know, played played James Evans. He lost his job every other episode. And, yeah, and that was not a reflection on him. Nope. I mean, even on the character, it was the times and some of the bad situations that was going on and stuff like that. Because he just half of the episode seemed like he was wanting to find a job, wanting to get to work. You know. Yeah, I mean, his one of his famous quotes are, "We are poor, and poor is one of the three things people don't want to be." Right next to sick and dead. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, they're in the Chicago projects, as you said. They dealt with a lot of tough issues on that show, which is, that's why we want to kind of touch on Norman Lear at some point in the future because of the things that he brought to I mean, uh, you know, our he attention. Brought, he brought to the American viewing public racism yeah. and all these issues that, that, that the folks on the Good Time show had to put up with. I mean, when you yeah, think racism, classism, elitism, they touch it. The, the disadvantages of education. Crime, yeah. I mean, victims of crime. Uh, they played it both ways. They were victims of crime, and then there was times well, JJ was involved in crime. They so, also yeah. focused on health issues that were specific to African Americans. To me, they were the Cosby Show before the Cosby Show, the poor version, and, and I hope people take that in the right context, but actually, to me, a much better show, even than the Cosby Show. So, yeah, so, for me. And also, just one of my favorite actors of all times is John Amos. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jimmy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Walker, man. Jimmy Walker's yeah. great. But, but you're, you know, Jimmy John, Walker is in that character, but uh, John, John Amos, John I mean, Amos, he, can, he can sell I mean, it. From Roots. He to, can sell it. To, and, I, I, and he's in one of the Alcatraz movies. Maybe the one with Clint Eastwood, I think. Yeah. Escape from Alcatraz. And then also, um, he was on my, one of my favorite show of all time, The West Wing. He played the well, com- uh, 
Golly, now uh, the name escapes me. A, a more serious role, though. Uh, oh yeah, he was, the, he was the. Uh, um, golly, his title escapes me, but he he played uh, Admiral Fitzwallis, which well, he's was still, the chairman he's still, of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Okay, yeah, and he's yeah. still active. Uh, I just saw him on TV the other day in, in a uh, an episode of uh, Fresh Prince, <laughs> and so he's only on there for a few things. He's from Cleveland, but yeah. he's, but he's very funny and just yeah. you know. And and that was a, a show with a really good cast, and so you could look uh, very poor, you know, if you don't you don't bring your age. It's also one of the shows yeah. that introduced us to Janet Jackson again. As she grew older, yeah, so, oh, and tied into well, different strokes. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and when, as soon as you said that, I thought, no, wait a minute, Janet Jackson was uh, was also connected to different strokes. Was All, the also had a crush on her. As Janet well. Jackson brought a lot to that show. It was a funny character, and just you know allowed the kids to kind of grow up. But yeah, yeah, Janet Jackson and, and Good Times played uh, Penny, and and if you remember how Penny comes into the picture, she's being abused, and so they mm-hmm. want that serious stuff, and they still found ways to. Uh, be comedic, but not to be so raw that you couldn't you couldn't process it, and you still weren't entertained. But it brought awareness. Uh, she was only eleven, actually. I, I realized after I was looking at this a little bit closer, and it helped launch her career. She already obviously had the Jackson family thing, you know, going <laughs> to her advantage. But uh, that was a, that was a great show. I loved Good Times, and, and maybe I felt a little connected because they were the Evans, the Evans. family. They were the Evans family, and and that's my last name, and. I don't know. Uh, I just I just love that show and uh, shout out to that show in general. Okay, uh, I don't even know where we. I, I guess we were with you on that. We brought that, but we both had it on our list. You got another? We'll uh, maybe go one more from you and one more from me. And we'll sure. Well, uh, uh, and okay, I'll go one that I was expecting you to have, and you may already have it. Spinoff from Sesame Street, The Muppet Show. Wow, and you know I should have done that. I never even really put two and two together for that, but. Uh, I'm a huge Muppet fan, a, a much bigger Muppet fan than I am even Sesame Street. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're talking about the 30-minute, you know, the Muppet show. Here they come, they do the big musical intro, have the guest stars. Yeah. Show in primetime. Yeah, absolutely. Show. I mean, Statler and Waldorf, who we almost fashioned ourselves after a little bit. Um, we love those guys. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're great. Um we need balcony seats everywhere we go. Yeah, you know. Well, we need probably need balcony seats for this podcast for somebody to <laughs> pick on us. I'm sure we have plenty of hecklers <laughs> out there now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, The Muppet Show. And still going strong, the, the uh, Muppets, as far as movies and stuff. Well, and that's, that's in large part to Jason Siegel. I mean, he has really uh, revived their whole um, the persona and yeah, popularity. Those movies have been uh, huge the last few. Uh, we had an opportunity to go to uh, Disney World a few years ago and you get to sit in the Muppet Theater. Oh, that wow. was like a, a dream come true because, I, I mean, it looks just like it did on TV. They come out of the wall. There's all kinds of things going on the sides. It's quite the production. If you know Disney does something, they do it very big. Yeah. Uh, uh, usually very, very well, but also you know, you, it's just going to be... Uh, Spare no expense kind of type of production. But it was like you were sitting right there. The Muppets came to life right there in that thing. It was really, really awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, growing up as a, a young man, uh, in, in, in the show started in 76, I think it was, and, and uh, continued on uh, through 81. And, and, and again, That's a good run. Uh, That's a good run for puppets. Yeah, in prime time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, in prime time, and they had... They had really great uh, guests. The guest stars. Oh my goodness! Mark, I mean, Mark Hamill, one of my favorite episodes, comes on there. As yeah. Skywalker. Well, um, Mark Hamill, uh, uh, you know they got like Rita Moreno again. Somebody Stallone, about. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean Ruth. Well, Buzz do you and, remember in the inter- the uh, I think it's on Rocky 
3, which one day we'll do a show on the Rocky Rocky. movies. Rocky 3, I believe it is. It's in the very beginning where Rocky is becoming too too soft and he's losing his edge. And they they do this uh, uh, musical montage. It shows... Sylvester, uh, it shows Stallone on the Muppet Show mm-hmm. as Rocky, yep. and so and that's part of his softening that now he's doing all these promotional things. But so now you have a character from a movie being on a being on that show. Pretty pretty iconic, just to be connected like that. I mean, here's a show that had George Burns as a guest. I mean, in 1977. I mean, again, it just so many iconic uh, people uh, to let down their hair and be a part of what was great family entertainment. Who just doesn't like the Muppets? I just don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't no, know. No. I, I don't know that I met anybody that says I don't, I don't like them at all. So who do you, who do you have? Dave? Well, I, I have one more I'm going to give out that is, uh, and again, this list is like a lot of our lists. It could be never ending. Um, there's just so many cool uh, spinoffs and, and I love the idea of the characters on one show and I can see it later on. This is such a really great show and, and, uh, the show itself changed a lot. Uh, from 89 to 98, and sometimes when I look at those years, it's funny because I remember them kind of in a different time period. 89 to 98, Family Matters. One of my favorite all-time shows, Family Matters. And and people would say, well, what's Family Matters the spinoff of? I thought that Family Matters all this time was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers because uh, the mom worked the elevator in the big department store that they wanted to park in. Yep. You know? yep. and, and, I, and I still think that's partially true. But uh, Carl Winslow, which is uh, Reginald Vale Johnson, who's done a lot of other things, he was introduced as a character as on uh, also set in Chicago. But he was on a uh, very small uh, part as himself on Perfect Strangers, and so they took that character, built a show around it, and stayed in the same town, yep. stayed in the same city of Chicago. And so then um, the Winslows, you know, they they. Uh, uh, became you know the center of, the, of attention. This is much like the Chuck from Happy Days thing. They actually had more kids when the show started. But what this did, this introduced uh, Jaleel White, mm-hmm. who played Urkel. Urkel comes on, the chemistry is there, and, and it becomes so great. They essentially write a character out to get more time for Urkel, and the show starts to become about Urkel. You know, uh, yeah. it's not so much in the first season, but it doesn't take long, and Urkel is the center of the show. Family Matters is one of my favorite all-time shows, but a spinoff, a loose spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, um, Reginald Van Johnson, great actor. Um, Can do serious stuff as well. He was in Die Hard, uh, yeah. the first Die Hard. Um, and actually, uh, you know, uh, Estelle Mother Winslow, Rosetta oh, yeah. Lenoir, is actually, she played in, in a number of things. Um, Jamie Foxworth, obviously, was one of the daughters on there. She's obviously been through some issues. She's the one that got rode out pretty quickly, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and she had also asked for for more money, uh, I yeah. guess, that first season there. There was a bit of a, a, a popularity, and so she had asked for more money. Yeah. At the time, that Urkel took off, so they were like, well... Didn't, didn't, not, not the best time to ask for a raise on that. That's yeah. an unfortunate situation, but probably a bad management going on there. Yeah, little known, uh, also, uh, Naya Rivera, who later went on to Glee fame... She was on a couple of episodes there as well as a young child. Um, great, great series from, uh, like you said, from 89 to... Uh, and, and who played the mother on that, the original mother? Because, you know, they changed that too. At the very end, it was it was much like on uh, Fresh Prince. They changed the, uh, the mother in the last couple of seasons. But they ran with the same mother, and then they changed it. About the time they adopted that kid, uh, 3J, and brought that guy on there, they changed the mother somewhere in that too, but... Uh, 
the original mother was my was my favorite of the two, and that the by the time the season Joe Marie uh, Payton is yeah one. that's the very that's the original one isn't it, right yeah there? yeah they yeah. changed they changed that actress out uh, there maybe a whole season two seasons worth and uh, you know that's hard to buy in sometimes but the chemistry you just you can tell when a, when a show starts to go a different direction at the end the last couple seasons it was basically uh, slapstick comedy Jaleel White and uh, Reginald Bell Johnson so you had Carl and Urkel and they had become a, a real basic show and it was kind of time to move on yeah. but, but a great show catch that in, in syndication uh, man I believe all these shows are available as box sets too you know we obviously don't make any money if people go out and buy these box sets but Family Matters Good Times Vernon Shirley Mark, Mork and Mindy these are all shows that you can go buy the box sets. I know, uh, uh, is the same uh, true with the list that you had? Are those, are those mostly available? For the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, there was one, uh, and again, this is not a spinoff show, but a, a great uh, a great show that I, I enjoy, uh, which is NYPD Blue. Ooh. I just found out um, it's not available as a box set because they only released seasons one through four, and then they didn't have a huge DVD um uh, Popularity, so they uh, didn't release other episodes. Uh, uh, so the complete season. set's not out there no, yet. So no. that's kind of the cool thing. If if people will demand it, then they will get there and, and eventually put it out there. Basically, there's a, if there's a dollar to be made and the licensing is there and the, they can do it legally, they'll put it out and put a product Absolutely. out there. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Tell people how they can get a hold of us and all the information we need to throw out every time there, man. So as we say, uh, always, you know, obviously we look forward to your feedback. This list is not comprehensive. It, it, it obviously is up to what we we felt like and what we could put in, in our show. Just some if, of the great spells. Yeah, if you've got other lists that you want us to review or talk about. Show ideas. Or you got feedback, or if you're in any way related to these shows and you want to give us a shout-out, we'd be happy to hear you. You can email us at r-u-kidding-me-show, r-the-letter-u-kidding-me-show at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at the letter r-the-letter-u-kidding-me-show, and then also you can find us on the web, www.areyoukiddingmeshow, all spelled out, .com. And also you can find our podcast on that website or also on iTunes. Also on iTunes. Love the way that sounds. We want to give a shout out to our executive producer, Devin Dundee, who's in the booth and always does a lot of great uh, background Devin. work for us. Devin does some good work there, so uh, helps us uh, stay on uh, target and on focus and uh, allows us to be on the uh, worldwide interweb out there. We want to say thanks again for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. We hope we have at least made you smile once or twice or uh, maybe given you some uh, show ideas to go watch and uh, kind of relive some of those great shows. Let us know what your thoughts are on the shows we picked and some uh, shows you think should have made the list for sure. Join us in the future for the Are You Kidding Me Show podcast, and we hope we haven't left you scratching your head and asking yourself the question, Are you kidding me? See you next time and take us out.